0: All right, now it's time to get into the actual show, and Ian, we got a whole bunch to talk about because we are talking about the Adam West, Bill Dozier Batman TV show from 19, the uh, 1960s, started in 1966, and uh, we watched the first. Okay, technically it's the first four episodes because each are two parts, but really the first two, right? Uh, first two stories. Um, the first episode, High Diddle Riddle. Second episode, Smack in the Middle, because all the two rhyme, which is awesome. And then uh, Fine-Feathered Finks, <laughs> and then the second part is The Penguin's a Jinx, which is just awesome. Now, I've seen these two episodes <laughs> so many times. I've seen the first season of this show a ton, and my favorite episode is the first one. I Did a Riddle sure. is my favorite all-time episode. Um, but Ian, as speak, I want to hear from someone who is not familiar really with the show and really hasn't watched much of the show. What were uh, your thoughts going back and watching these first couple episodes?
1: Well, I definitely agree. I definitely like um, the Riddler episode better than the Penguin episode. Um, but I was also just because like Frank Portion is,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, just steals it every time he's on there. Not nothing against, um, uh, there's uh, a penguin again, Burgess uh, Meredith. Burgess Meredith. Yeah. Nothing against Burgess Meredith, but, yeah, it's like the Riddler. The Riddler also has like the the funner. I feel like the more fun plot, whereas like the Penguin, his is you know about like, I mean it's all about him being like you know reformed or whatever. But yeah, it's like freaking the Riddler trying to basically steal the giant mammoth, right?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Eventually, that that eventually,
1: that... yeah. There's like four different plots. One involves you know <laughs> suing Batman. <laughs> Which is great.
0: <laughs> that's the first thing. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I want to talk about that. So that's what it starts with. It starts with um, – well it, well, it really starts with the Gotham City World's Fair. Of course. Um, and then, uh, you know, you have the police and stuff there. and um, But they end up what, – what ends up happening? Oh, yeah, uh, a riddle a ends up – they, they yeah. blow up the cake and, and a riddle is in it. And so they immediately, you know – think you know the riddler's involved (laughs) oh it's so great so we have all we have the uh, commissioner gordon uh chief o'hara and uh like da and some other people all here and they're all just sitting there and it's like all right men anyone think they can tackle the riddler and they all just like slowly look away and look down (laughs) and then he's they're just like Chief O'Hara's like, oh, come on, Commissioner, we know none of us are up for it. So he's like, and I I agree with you. There's only one man who can take on the Riddler, and they just immediately go to the bat phone. I just, I love that. They do that a bunch in the first few episodes. Why is an orange like a bell? You know what this means, don't
3: you? The Riddler. Right, Chief O'Hara, the Riddler. That infernal prince of puzzlers who's outwitted us a dozen times. What about it, men? O'Hara? Inspector Bash? Any of you think you can handle him? I don't know who he is behind that mask of his, but I do know when we need him. And we need him
0: now. Oh, and it's oh, so yeah, funny! Oh yeah, I like the next episode to so do the same thing. Funny every time, <laughs> oh, I love that! I love that so much. Uh, but another thing that I like about this is, and this is kind of jumping a little bit, but this is the first episode of the yeah. show, and yeah. they do a great job of just throwing us right into this world without having to start it but then they pepper in a handful of pertinent information over the first couple of episodes. Like you hear Bruce Wayne say, you know, at one point he's talking with like some other like philanthropists about a new crime prevention thing. And he says, if a thing like this was in, you know, was around years ago, then maybe my parents wouldn't have been gunned down. So like they slowly give you this background. If you're watching this for the first time without it being like, this is the origin episode and here's everything there. And so, and then in the second episode, um which we'll talk about in a second the penguin episode commissioner gordon at one point someone asked him about why they wear the costumes and he answers you know it's to strike fear in the hearts of criminal you know so like they give you this information as you go along which yeah. i think is done really well especially like watching it nowadays it's like geez they were better at doing this then than they are now Abs-
1: absolutely like i can't imagine like a show nowadays like freaking like, Batwoman trying to do,
2: <laughs> no. trying
1: to do that, it's like, no, you have everything, you know, it's like, the Batman Begins is great, because it's like, the first time we really saw it, you know, from, like, you know, everything, Inception, you know, like, where he got right. the Batmobile, where he got everything, but it's like, it's like, after that, everyone automatically thinks that they have to do that now, and it's like, no, it's like, we want to just kind of get into it. I mean, it's, think it's about like, it, again.
0: there's, that's literally the only Batman movie ever that has started with an origin. Yeah. Isn't that but crazy?
1: Now but now every superhero movie, like, has to have it. It's like, not necessarily. It's like, oh, and, it, and even if we do have it, like, that doesn't need to be the whole movie. It's like, right. again, like, do, do what the show does and just kind of slowly dole out information that, you know, you start to build everything together. It's like, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, think about it. Like, this just starts. Batman 89 No, doesn't have an origin. Um, nope. The Batman animated series doesn't have an origin. You Know the yeah. Batman, I don't think starts with an origin. Um, Brave and the Bull doesn't start with an origin. No. Uh, even you know, Batman versus Superman doesn't start with an origin. Like, that's literally the only thing, which is kind of crazy. Um,
1: yeah, uh, I about. mean, other, yeah, I mean, uh, other superhero movies, you know, obviously Spider Man did it, but right, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like that's that's one of the things I love, but um,
0: I just thought of that but, yeah, right yeah, now. No, I didn't think of that, but um, but it
1: was kind of jarring, like, like, listening to the because I've seen the pilot, of course, I've seen the first episode, but it's been a long time, but it's like. Hearing them re explain stuff, I was like, this is so weird. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the first episode, so they would have to. Right. Because, you know, you and I were just so used to it being, you know, canon and, you know, it's like a staple of Batman. But yeah, it's it weird to think that audiences back then, like, Nobody maybe weren't as familiar. Nobody knew who
0: Batman was no. before this show came out. I mean, he was literally just a comic for kids. That's. Mm-hmm. And then there was the couple of serials in the 40s. But that was it. Nobody knew who Batman was. and so this was an introduction to this character to the majority of the world yeah um and it's so weird i think these first two episodes it it threw me because i thought these were stories were too good for like to be the first couple (laughs) episodes like it literally starts with the riddler suing batman because he gets him into this situation where he attacks (laughs) him but he wasn't actually committing a crime
1: Yes, paparazzi, like, and, waiting there. Like, yeah, and perfect. he's
0: going to sue him, and the big thing is, oh, well, Batman will have to be unmasked if, for the lawsuit and stuff. And you're like, <laughs> this is the first episode? I feel like we should, like, ease into a story like this instead of yeah, just it feels, starting it Yeah, it feels right
1: like it would be, like, a season finale or something, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: Also, it's funny because later in the series, he totally is in a courtroom multiple times and doesn't have to take the mask off. But yeah, anyway. I was going to say,
1: I'm pretty sure I remember
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, he definitely is later, but... Uh, um. uh Oh no, but it's so great. So yeah, that's how it starts. With the Riddler, he, you know, has uh has a has a riddle, has some riddles for him to find and uh he they find him hold like pointing a gun at the museum curator, <laughs> but then it turns out he was actually just giving him a light and it was just a lighter cuz he gave him an awesome riddle earlier. But Mr. Peel, we saw him take it from you at gunpoint.
3: Gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> Holy
2: ashtray, he did tip us off. <laughs> there were three men in a boat with four cigarettes and no matches. How did they manage to smoke?
3: They threw one cigarette overboard and made the boat a cigarette lighter. You saw him giving me a light as I handed back his cross. Out riddled. I thought you might be Batman.
1: Um. Well, it's like I, I love the scene before that when they're scaling up the building and uh, they take off the bars and you know robin's about to throw it down <laughs> <laughs> and freaking batman stops and is like hold on there old chum he's like pedestrian safety and robin's like oh of course <laughs> And freaking batman takes out like a hook and mounts it to the side of the building and it's, puts a it's a bad yeah. hook it's a bat hook but it's like i just i love the idea of like even if by some chance there's someone just walking down this alley right when robin throws it it's like he can't take that risk
0: <laughs> right that's why it's so great
1: pedestrian safety
0: oh it's it's uh and it's, oh
2: it's and,
1: and another and another scene like that later on you know where you know those are some of the best scenes of you know law-abiding batman you know like conflicted is when um you know he is freaking drugged by molly at the, oh, the nightclub uh, or uh, yeah i
0: was getting to that
1: yeah and uh <laughs> and like you know robin gets kidnapped and so he like he's about to go after robin in the batmobile <laughs> but he's still feeling the effects of the of the drug or whatever <laughs> and the cops are there like Batman, like, you're in no condition to be driving the car after Robin, and he just begrudgingly has to be like, "No, you're right." Like there's just like no thought about, you no know, any other superhero. Be like, I can't, I can't risk, you know, Robin being hurt. But like <laughs> he still is like just by the book.
0: Oh man. Okay. Yeah. We we got to talk about that. So, uh, so um, okay. So after they get handed the the papers, the the suit. Dick remembers that the Riddler said, you know, to look for two more riddles, and so he thinks, oh well, let's examine this illegal document for hidden writing, and they find hidden riddles, and it leads him to the uh, the nightclub. What a way to go! Go is the name <laughs> of the uh, the nightclub, which comes into play later, and uh, and so yeah, so the Riddler is trying to get rid of Batman, obviously, with his with his molehill gang. And and then there's a uh he has the this girl with him as well named Molly, which is Jill St. John, and is the only it's the only time there's ever a special guest star credited in a Batman episode that's not like the villain. Oh, okay. Which is uh, which is kind of interesting. And uh so anyway, Batman, they track they track down the Riddler to this this nightclub from the clues, and then they pull up and the, the bouncer comes out and is like, "Sorry, Batman, but the kid's under age. <laughs> <laughs> Won't let Robin into the nightclub." And he's like, "That's fine, Batman. I'll just go wait in the in the uh, the, the parking lot and and observe on the BatScope." I got to talk about these cameras they got also in this show uh, oh. coming up in a second, especially in the next episode. Um, and so Batman goes in, and we have one of my favorite moments of the whole show probably my favorite line of the whole show when he walks oh. in and everyone's turning and they're like oh it's batman it's batman and then you know a girl comes up and she's like oh can i help you batman and then, then like the owner comes up he's like oh can i give you his table batman And he's like uh no thanks uh just stand next to the bar i'll i don't wish to attract attention
2: ringside table batman uh, just looking thanks i'll stand at the bar i shouldn't wish to attract attention
0: that is, like, my favorite line in the whole show. <laughs> it's Batman walking in. They're all staring at him. And he's like, no, nah, I'll just be next to the bar. I don't wish to attract attention. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. And then, uh, of course, Molly's there, and, and he orders an orange – a freshly squeezed orange juice, by the way. And uh, of course. downs that, and then, of course – he joins her to dance and that's where we get the classic Batman dancing scene with the uh with the, yeah, the there which became yep. has become probably more famous even than the show and
1: uh yeah more it's more it's definitely more recognizable than even the bomb I think
0: yeah probably yeah. and then realizes he was drugged and then you know robin ends up getting kidnapped by the riddler and the gang and the riddler's going to steal the batmobile but they they'd set the anti theft device, which I love. The anti theft device, all it is, is they put start on, over the <laughs> anti theft device button. That's that that's their anti theft device. A different start button, and all it does is shoot off well, fireworks. Sorry. Like it's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, I love it. And um, so they can't take the Batmobile, but they do take Robin. So then you have Batman, you know, trying to trying to track down Robin. <laughs> and. Uh, exactly.
1: He's not even drunk, because, like, again, he's, like, just, he's been, like, drugged, and right. he's still trying to, like, help his friend, and the police are like, sorry, Batman, can't he, do it. He's like, of course.
0: <laughs> he's trying. Um, And then, then they got Robin strapped to a table, and the Riddler, they're trying to, I don't know, t- like, but they put his head in, like, a vice and start tightening it, so that's the big yeah, cliffhanger. For, you know,
1: it, it, yeah, they tease it like they're going to squash his head.
0: Yeah, they, that doesn't really go anywhere in the next thing. But, no, because uh, then
1: they end up doing a, a mold.
0: <laughs> right. We'll 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 get into that in just a second, though. But just some other things, because there's a lot to talk about. I feel like for this episode, so it's going to be a little bit longer, just because this is the first one. So I feel like we should talk about kind of the show a little bit uh, before we get into the second part. But um, so William Dozier, or uh, he's you know the the showrunner, the main producer for this series, and uh, apparently he got inspired with reports of Hugh Hefner that, that Hugh Hefner would screen the 1949 Batman serials at the playboy club, um, for like guests and stuff every, every Saturday. And what they would do is they would cheer for like, they would cheer the heroes and like boo the villains and just totally like camp it up. And that's, that's kind of what gave him apparently the, uh, the, the idea. Now this is all from Wikipedia. So take all of it for a grain of salt. Um,
1: You you definitely see it with like you know, especially how Bruce Wayne is dressed with the ascot and everything. It's like that's straight out like what Hugh Hefner looks like.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Pretty much. Um, Let's see the uh, the Aunt Harriet character is brought on. Uh, She was barely in the comics, but she was a couple years later. But they they try like the TV show. It's trying to they try and credit the TV show as the creators of the character, but she actually did appear before um they always credit the the villains as special guest villain which we'll talk about frank gorshin yeah. in just a, just a little bit um all the villains have their own their own uh, theme music and i want to talk a little bit about uh, about casting some of some of the casting here because obviously you have adam west who's playing batman and he actually got cast based off of uh, Bill Dozier seeing Adam West perform as a James Bond-like spy, Captain Q, in the Nestle Quick commercial. And oh. uh, the only other person who auditioned for the role was Lyle uh, Wagner, who I don't really know. Uh, he's from the Carol Burnett show. and Oh, yeah, and he also oh. played Steve Trevor in uh, Wonder Woman, the, the 70s know. Wonder Woman show. So he okay. ended up staying in, in DC, DC role. But those are the only two nice. characters actually – thought of for Batman. Um and uh so obviously he was freaking perfect and it's just fantastic. And actually at the time he didn't really want to do the role because he was still trying to do more serious roles and stuff like that. But he he liked the script so much and with the and he found out like the way they wanted the character played so square and straight, it, it appealed to him and obviously he was fantastic at it. So that, that, that was up He was also uh, a little bit later. He was briefly considered for the role of James Bond as well um, in 1970 for the film Diamonds Are Forever. But he he was briefly thought of, but he turned it down. I don't know if he was officially offered, but he, he kind of shot it down because he thought it should be played by a Brit. Which is yeah, very uh, ironic with the fact too. that all our superheroes, American superheroes, are all played by British Yeah, <laughs> or British. Batman, yeah. Superman, Spider-Man, all British. Um, So that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, Let's see, Burt Ward, this was the first thing he ever did acting. He had never done anything before wow. this. Uh, he heard about it and somehow got into the audition and... I believe it was a pretty long audition process. I think they saw a lot of people for Robin. But he mm. was eventually cast because of just his size, his just kind of quirky, spunky attitude. And also, he had a little bit of a background in like martial arts, so he could move wow. a little bit. Um, Wait, tell. Now, Adam West had a stunt double. Burt Ward wow. really didn't, which is really wow. funny. And if you've seen the movie Return to the ba- I think it's called Return to the Bat Cave. Um, there was a like a parody movie made in like the early two or like mid two thousands, which they, they have people reenact like the, the behind the scenes stuff that happened on the show, which is pretty funny. And there's, there's really funny parts about Burt Ward just getting beat to death um, <laughs> while it was filmed. Cause he had, th- this is what happened now. One, he, his costume was harder to hide Right. Like with a, you know, with the with stomach, like for Batman, it's easy. He's got the mask, but yeah. for him it was a little harder. So they, they wanted to use him a lot, but he also, and that's what they told him as well. But later he also found out that he was being paid minimum wage allowed by the Screen Actors oh. Guild and his stunt double was being paid per stunt. So having Ward wow. perform his own stunts saved money. <laughs> and he was sent to the emergency oh room God. dozens of times during his years playing Robin, which is uh, no kidding. Which is very funny. Um, so obviously he was as Robin. I And then I want to talk about Alfred a little bit too. Now Alan Napier plays Alfred. And he had never heard of Batman before this show. He would never read the comics or anything. He didn't even know what Batman was. And this was his quote. He's quoted as saying, I had never read comics before. My agent rang up and said, I think you're going to play, uh, going to play on Batman. I said, "What is Batman?" He said, "Don't you read comics?" I said, "No, never." He said, "I think you're going to be Batman's butler." I said, "How do I know I want to be Batman's butler?" It was the most ridiculous. Th- He's like, "It was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard of." He said, "It may be worth over a hundred thousand dollars." So I said, "I was Batman's butler."
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy to think about, like just how it's changed. Whereas nowadays, like actors are praying that they get like into a big comic book franchise like Batman or something. It's like the thing back then is like, what is Batman?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. It's, it's uh, It's too funny. It's very funny. So another weird thing is at at this time that this show started, the Alfred character had been killed in the comics. So Alfred Pennyworth was dead in Canon of Batman at the time. And they brought the character back because of the show. You gotta, which is pretty crazy. Um, it was originally yeah. going to be just 60-minute episodes, but the studio, because it was on ABC, it only had two 30-minute time slots open at the time, so instead they split it into two 30-minute episodes, and they'd play back-to-back nights each week. Oh, okay. um, let's see. Yeah, this obviously gave rise to the dance craze, Batusi, which actually became a big thing, <laughs> which is... Very funny. Um, let's see. I got some of these other things in here. Uh, obviously, the main writer Lorenzo Simple Jr. does a ton of writing for the first few seasons. He also wrote the film. He was kind of the main show, like the main writer on the show, and he's he's fantastic. Um, there's a lot of footage like when they're about to drive out of the Batcave, Cave. You know, the atomic batteries to power turbines to speed. Roger ready to move out. They use that exact same shot. Many episodes
2: I, I could tell you yeah,
0: <laughs> which is uh, which is pretty funny um also some other little things it's the only time Alfred hey, wears a tux-
2: yeah
0: yeah it's the only time Alfred wears a tuxedo in the series and also it's the only time Robin wears green cloth gloves uh later he wears green leather gloves and it's actually know, so. based off a real comic. it's based off remarkable oh. ruse of the Riddler. And Batman number 171 from May 1965. And in it the Riddler is jealous of the attention Batman is giving the Mole Hill Hill mob and he arranges a trap so Batman will apprehend the gang and give the Riddler his undivided attention, which sounds very much like a Batman villain thing. Uh sounds a lot yeah. like the plot of the Lego Batman movie with the Joker, which is very funny. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Uh, they use, you know, the, this is taking place during the Gotham city world's fair and they use actual footage from the 1964 to 65 New York world's fair. Um, oh, nice. and there's also kind of a weird scene where Bruce Wayne re- refers to his father's law books, though, in every type of yeah. portrayal, Bruce Wayne's father is a doctor, not, so, a, yeah. not a lawyer, which lawyer. is interesting, <laughs> I didn't catch up. which is a little weird. Um, <laughs> So anyway, that's, uh, just a few little things for this first part of the episode and I'll just, just kind of on the show as a, just kind of as a whole, like, it's pretty crazy that the show was even made. Like it was originally going to be, I think mostly serious, but then they changed it to be more campy based and kind of more fun. They, they, they used a lot of the tone from the show, man from uncle, yeah. uh, when thinking about original how they were going to do the show and, uh. Anyway, Dozier also came up with the idea to do, like, the pop art style, you know, campiness, which obviously they take literally during the fight scenes, which is (laughs) fantastic. But, uh,
1: yeah, it gives it, it like, a signature.
0: Yeah, so uh, that's just a few things there. Um, So, yeah, so then we go into the second part of the episode. Um, Don't worry, we'll talk about Frank Gorshin in a second. We got to have time to talk about Frank Gorshin. 'Cause he's the best part of the whole show. Um so uh Robin has been kidnapped. Now, instead of them actually like trying to crush Robin's head, which it looks like, they they take a mold of his head yeah. and they take Molly and they make a Robin mask and a Robin costume, and Molly and, becomes Robin. No, she, no literally she, she literally becomes Burt Ward. Which is I, absolutely do, wonderful.
1: Of course. But you do give them credit for not being like, oh, and we also gave you a, a voice modulator. So right. you even sound like Robin. Too. At least they go with that <laughs> consistency.
0: Yeah, they did. They did that. Uh, but it's yeah. pretty funny because she's standing there and she puts a mask on and she immediately yeah. has no more boobs or anything like that. And no. uh, I love that. So Burt Ward, this is his first acting gig and they have to immediately have him play like a girl.
1: Oh, that's a good point in the yeah. same episode
0: like a lot is happening right here which is which is pretty funny it and really so,
1: gets trial by fire
0: yeah and so the plan is once batman finds them, because i love how they just always assume batman's gonna find them which is funny and uh then he'll take yeah. robin back to the Batcave, and then she'll be able to kill him from there i guess the plan's not very great let's kill yes yeah. um and Batman figures out where Batman Robin is really based are. off the uh, the phone call that they have, and he hears like the train in the background. Which I love. I love the police chief and Commissioner Gordon because they're sitting there and they're they're playing back the recording of the phone call, and they're just like, "Man, there's there's nothing there. We got we have nothing." <laughs> and then Chief O'Hara is like, "Man, there's even that noise in the background. It's not even a good recording." And Batman's just <laughs> like, "No, no, that's the savior." And then he knows it's like a train, so he coordinates all the train schedules with locations and the Batcomputer, which is awesome. And uh, and finds out which where it is, and then he finds Robin. But the Riddler gets away. Um. Oh no! Never mind. That was later. That was later. That was later. First, they drive off Molly. First, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they drive off, and then uh, Batman thinks he's saved Robin, but it's actually Molly. Mm Takes her back to the Bat Cave, and uh, she immediately just pulls a gun on him, like yeah. not even trying to do anything, just from standing in the Batmobile. But of course the Batman the Batmobile has an anti gun device or something in it, which is great. So yeah, he the gun le- doesn't he work.
1: He says there's a secret Batman laser that turned <laughs> off her firing pin <laughs> that we never see.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> and so th- this, I all right, we got to talk about this. This is the this is the greatest scene of TV ever. So, she sits there. The gun just magically doesn't work. She panics. She doesn't run for an exit or anything like that. She runs straight up the nuclear reactor, which has plenty of walkways and railings on it. She's just standing on a railing, but is panicking for some reason. Batman doesn't run to climb up the ladder. He takes, like, a minute longer to throw the bat rope and then like fly up the thing she then purposely <laughs> climbs down further into the reactor and, and yeah. continuing to panic batman reaches to grab her she's on the ladder but can't climb back up it or grab her, or, uh, his hand for the and the reason is she's too scared she then just <laughs> lets go and falls in a nuclear reactor and dies.
1: Dies, yeah.
0: I think it's the only time someone dies in the whole sh- show.
1: I, I was going to ask you. I'm like, is, I'm pretty. that has to be the only time, right? It's the only one that I, can't, I know th- of. I mean, I, I haven't seen every episode. But I, yeah, I can't think of any.
0: And, and even Batman,
1: even like even Batman knows. is like, that's a terrible way to go. It's like, good no, God. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 then, Then, then the capper. So she's Uh just falling into the nuclear reactor and Batman sits and says, what a way to go, go. Oh, it's just fantastic. It is fantastic. And that is just one of the best scenes of TV in the worst way possible. And it's awesome. And it's hilarious. Um,
1: yeah. Talk about, you know, starting off a pilot.
0: Oh, I know. So then they end up finding Robin with the, with the train noise and, but the Riddler gets away. Um, and uh, then they get more riddles later and they think, oh, he's going to rob this like the, the like a jewelry store or, or something. And yeah. but then in reality, he's trying to steal this mammoth that has <laughs> priceless stamps in it and jewels all over it for some reason. And or I some, love yeah. that the the stamps are because they're collector's items, which I thought was very funny.
1: Yeah, I know some stamps are worth millions, but it's but like, damn, true.
0: What? But uh, I don't know why they used million-dollar stamps to stuff an elephant.
1: Yeah, that's that's questionable.
0: <laughs> Doesn't really make a lot of sense. But uh, <laughs> so Riddler is there and he pumps laughing gas, which is very funny into yeah. the uh, events. The, yeah. yeah, just the event room. But then of course Batman and Robin show up because they they knew that that's actually what he meant, and they sent the police over to the other one. And then we got an awesome fight with the letters that pop up or the words that pop up, which is just all-time classic
3: First and time? Uh, yeah.
0: and then Riddler ends up trying to escape through the hole that they had made to come up out of it but uh Riddler is shooting at him but he accidentally hits a tank of gas or something and then it explodes but batman gets away but Riddler doesn't but the body's never recovered so you know obviously we'll probably see him another time but that's that's you know that that's kind of how the episode ends which is pretty funny
1: yeah and then like it it also ends with um does is like isn't batman like freaking lamenting like the whole death of molly at the end yeah he is like yeah. over the uh, the fireplace or something he's like yeah. he's actually you know he's he he because he regrets that she couldn't have where he couldn't have changed her ways and it's like man batman's really heartbroken
0: <laughs> yeah he is um so, some other interesting things. Now, the narrator, the classic narrator voice, you know, same bad time, same bad yeah. channel. That is the voice of William Dozier, the the showrunner. Oh, okay. He originally, like, because what happened was uh, they needed something when they were making, like, an original cut or something for the studio. They needed someone to narrate to fill in, like, gaps. And so, he did it. And then when they aired it to the other people, they were like, oh, man, this guy's great. You need to bring him on for the show. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was him. And apparently they tried to, to audition some people, but none of them were as good. So he did it himself. Very Rod Sterling ish. Um, who obviously nice. famously introduced all the Twilight Zone episodes after no one else was better at doing oh, it of course. than him. Um, now, yeah, how could he be? So let's see. This is the, okay, this is the first instance in the, uh, I think in like the TV series where a villain escapes apprehension and it's the only time it happens in the whole series except there's, uh, Catwoman escapes twice and that's it. Every other episode they get captured at some point, which is another interesting thing to do in the first episode. Um, yeah. Let's see, some other things. Uh, the exterior shots of Wayne Manor were filmed at 380 South Sa- uh, San Rafael Avenue in Pasadena, California, which my uncle actually lives clo- kind of in close to that area, and he's actually driven past like the area where the house was. He tried to find the house, but uh, I don't think you can get up to it. That's what he was saying. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the original script had a little bit more of a different a scene where Batman allowed Molly to fall to her death and DC oh, yeah. comics rejected that. And so it was shot with him trying to save Molly. Oh,
1: you mean uh, almost as if Batman doesn't kill.
0: Mm hmm. Um, yeah. another interesting thing. Now, when Batman takes the fake Robin into the Batcave, like he just drives her there. And then afterwards he actually says he knew it was her the whole time. Yeah. Well, in the future, it's explained that everyone who's taken to the Batcave must be given bat gas. so they don't know where the Batcave location is, but this one, I guess, doesn't matter because she dies, so I guess it goes to prove that if you know anything about Batman, you will die, unintentionally.
1: Exactly, like we always say, as soon as you find out. <laughs> Which is pretty funny.
0: Um... <laughs> Let's see uh, some other things here. Oh yeah, uh, this also in this episode we see it the first time most scenes of uh, the villains' hideouts. They're shot with a Dutch angle, cameras almost always crooked to the side. Yeah. Um, and uh, if Batman is in shot, the chances are something bad will soon happen to him. Um, they always do that, which is just a classic oh, okay. camera camera move, to just cause um uninten- uh, to cause unknown like unease from the audience. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, also with this episode, uh, the 1966 Emmys, the show was nominated as Outstanding Comedy Series and also Frank Gorshin was nominated for Outstanding Performance by an actor in a supporting role in a comedy, which is pretty awesome. Nice. And now with yeah. that, we got to talk about the best part of this episode, and one of the best parts of the whole show, Frank Gorshin as the Riddler, which is my favorite villain in the whole show. Very close. Burgess Meredith is a close second. But I love Frank Gorshin more than anyone else, and he is just... Yeah. Oh, he's awesome.
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree.
0: Um, Who'd you have after Burgess? Maybe Caesar? Yeah, 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 yeah. Caesar Romero or Julie Newmar. I mean, the, the four main ones are all the best ones, obviously. But... I mean, yeah, he's which just... is
1: weird, though, because, like, everybody, I guess, just because, like, people always bring up Cesar Romero, like, no one really brings up Frank Gorshin, which is sad because, yeah, he's, like, the best part. But I think just because of how iconic the Joker is, people naturally think, oh, the first time really we see the Joker is got be the most, you know, outstanding part of the show. Right. It's like, nah, dude, it's like the Riddler steals it.
0: Well, the other thing is the Riddler was a nothing character in the comics at this point. Like, this was not mm. a major bad... You know how they make all the jokes nowadays about the C-level villain? Well, that was what yeah. the Riddler was at this time. I mean, nobody oh, cared sure about enough, the Riddler. Yeah. And then Frank Gorshin comes in and just eats up everything. Oh, yeah. And uh, creates, you know, creates this iconic character with the best laugh we've probably ever heard of any live action anybody.
1: Yeah, which is crazy. Like, his laugh is better than a lot of the Joker laughs.
0: Oh, it's better than all of them, except for maybe Mark Hamill's. Yeah. But, uh, oh, it's so good. Just his cadence. Like, this cadence of the way he talks.
3: Oh, I've waited for this. It makes my whole life (laughs) Worthwhile. <laughs> after you've chewed over this one for a while look for two more adios amigos see you in
0: court He's mm-hmm. so cool like it's like this wind-up doll every yeah. time he talks it like builds and builds and then explodes like every time like every time he just he talks and it's oh it's awesome his, I absolutely his, love was, like,
1: his body language, too, like, how he carries himself, like, like, he, de- Jim Carrey definitely did some, like, homage to it when he, um, in Batman Forever, the way he kind of, like, lurches and stuff, and, like, um, especially, like, I, I think about, like, right when, you know, he frames Batman for, like, trying to, um, like, assault him, you know, with the paparazzi and stuff, and then as soon as he realizes, like, you know, his plan is worth, you know, he runs off, like, all happy and stuff, but he's, like, really tripping over stuff. He, like, he's so yep. happy, like, it's so great.
0: <laughs> now, it's funny that you said that. Jim Carrey is basically a knockoff version of Frank Gorshin. Like, yeah, I mean,
1: he his... got the whole outfit and everything.
0: Well, no, no, no. I'm not even talking about the Riddler. I'm talking about the person. Like, oh. The, like, Frank Gorshin was this master impressionist comedian. Oh, and yeah. he would do a lot of physical impressions. That'd be a lot of the way he would do things with with people you know from that time like kirk Dud- he would do kirk Douglas and burt lancaster uh-huh, and people nice. like that and a lot of it was physically you know a lot of it was physical which basically that's what jim carrey ended up getting really famous for with his you know oh, comedy yeah. routines because he's just he was fantastic at that but jim carrey is like a continuation of frank gorson it's crazy that he also played the riddler i mean i would think that's has to be the reason why he ended up getting cast as a Riddler was just because of the similarities with with you Frank Portion.
1: You would think so, but wasn't he also like the second option? Didn't they want? I think they wanted Robin Williams. Yeah, originally.
0: Robin Williams was the original one. I don't remember if they changed directions or if they just if he just didn't want to do it. I don't remember. That the, yeah, I don't remember yeah, I don't exactly know. how it goes. But he was. I know he was at some point was was up for for the role. But uh, yeah, just but every time he's on screen, just. The scenes, he just steals he has so much (laughs) energy and charisma in just every moment that he's on frame. And like he he's just in he just keeps your attention with the way he speaks, his like abrupt stops, like everything about it is just done so well and it's just so fun to watch. Um yeah, he was nominated for an Emmy for uh for the show. And uh Obviously, he's famous for that high-pitched, just crazy laugh, which apparently was inspired by that of Tommy um, Udo um, in the movie Kiss of Death, the character Tommy Udo in that movie, which I have not seen, so I don't know. Uh, He Uh, played Riddler in 10 episodes uh, of the series and in the movie, although John Astin made two appearances in season two when Gorsham was unavailable for, for some episodes. And then he also, of course, was in... TV movie Legends of the Superheroes, which we did a whole episode on that, unfortunately. Yeah, but we, unfortunately. Don't, we don't need
1: to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah. need to talk about
0: that. But uh, so, yeah, that, that was obviously pretty big for him. Um, apparently, he was a fan of, he had read the comics uh, oh, nice. growing up. I just, I, I couldn't find much on that. I just saw that somewhere. And another thing which is pretty funny, he hated that skin-tight Riddler suit. He hated wearing that, and so imagine. that's part of the reason why they introduced the the like question mark suit, which then became a staple look for the Riddler after that. Yeah, the bowler hat and the you know the 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 awesome question mark suit. But that's one of the reasons they introduced that because he hated that skin tight suit so much, which oh, is uh, which is pretty cool. So yeah, he single handedly turned yeah. the character from a kind of a nothing character into obviously one of the main rogues gallery. Characters.
1: Yeah, you, you gotta. When that happens? Like just one little small like change or yeah. input an actor has like completely changes a movie or a character forever.
0: Uh yeah, so that's the you know first two episodes of the show, High Diddle Riddle and Smack in the Middle, and now <laughs> we got to continue on to the introduction of the Penguin with fine feathered finks and uh, Harris. You wanna not Harris? That's my other podcast, Ian. <laughs> geez uh you want to tell us a little bit about this episode
1: yeah so this one i forget i've already forgotten how it starts it starts with
0: it starts with the penguin is being has just been released from prison yeah oh god i can't and then there's the all these umbrellas are given out at this jewelry store That's it.
1: yeah all the yeah they're giving out the umbrellas to all those people and then they start like zapping and like sparking and pretty much like combusting basically. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that kind of kickstarts the whole, like, um, obviously, you know, they're dealing with umbrellas. So Batman or no freaking, um, chief O'Hara and Commissioner Gordon are like, okay, well it's gotta be the Riddler or the penguin. Right. And so they have the same scene where they're like, okay, well who, (laughs) who can go up against the penguin? Like, I just called Batman.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, which (laughs) is great.
1: And so then, yeah, Batman and Robin, uh, like, look into it, but then, uh, wasn't the, uh, like, the warden is at the police station, right?
0: Yeah, so, they call Batman, and they say that, oh, this must be the Penguin's doing, and he was just released from prison three days before. And, yeah. they had the warden there, and, you know, Batman's like, you know, I love how Robin's like, how could he be released? How? it's like, that's the law, you old chum, you know, that's the way it is. It's like, gosh, yes, Batman. Um, yeah,
1: he's, he's immediately like, how could I even... Right, say how, such
0: how, how, yeah, he does say that. He's like, how could I ever say <laughs> such a thing? Which is funny. Um, but they're all confused because no heist was, was pulled. Like, it's this perfect yeah. distraction, but but nothing was stolen. And uh, so, yeah, and they have the warden there who's talking about this new progressive type of prison <laughs> that he runs where he yeah. puts him in this, this special room with a hidden camera. Uh-huh. And allows them, and, and you know, and so he can watch and observe them before sending them out into the world. And I love how they turn the camera on and they start watching it. And Robin's like, "What? You know, that's not prison uniform." And they're like, "Penguins wearing his penguin outfit and stuff." And then the warden's just like, "I, I felt it best to a week before we let them wear their own clothes to help them better adapt to society." And Batman has <laughs> one of the all-time great lines when oh, he just yeah. goes. He just goes, that's sound penology, Warden. Very sound. And I <laughs> die hearing that every time. That's so funny. How have you ever heard anyone say the word penology? Just ever? No. Like I, I didn't even know it was it a real was like, word. Yeah, I was like, what? But just that type, just, you know, strong penology, Warden. I, I approve your methods. Like, this is <laughs> so funny. Okay, so then they watched them in him and one of his henchmen in the room. Now, get this. There, now, there's one camera in the corner. Mm-hmm. But this camera has the ability to come down, walk around the room, zoom in on them, and follow them, and it's great. And pick up sound.
1: Well, the, the sad part is, like, that that happens in movies nowadays. Like, that that will always pull me out of a movie where, like, we have security camera, or we have, like, security footage, and it's literally just the footage, like, from a previous scene, but black and white. Right. Like, that drives me crazy. And, like, so I give I give it a pass in a 60s show, but it's like yeah, when you see that in big blockbuster movies nowadays like oh god.
0: Well yeah, yeah, and it's a pass cuz that's the tone of the show. Like that's exactly. the whole thing. They can literally do anything with this yeah. show because of the way it's set up. Like again, you you follow the rules of the show. And when it's yeah. a show like this, there are no rules, and that's what makes it so funny. Um and so, anyway, and this is my other favorite part. So the penguin is actively mad because he hasn't thought of a perfect plan yeah. to get Batman. Now, I now the whole point of this was like to see if they're not ready to be released. I thought, but clearly the warden had not watched this footage till right now.
1: I guess not. Which, yeah.
0: <laughs> if that's the case, what was the point of doing this?
1: Of the cameras, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't understand. And then, uh, so eventually. He comes up with a plan, but right before he says the plan, the henchman looks up into the corner. Now, get this. The camera is down on the ground looking at them, but they look up into the corner like, oh, boss, look, there's a hidden camera there. And he's like, oh, there is. So let's take <laughs> that out. And then everything's gone. But the camera, they were looking past the camera actually shooting up into the corner. <laughs> oh, it was so funny right before the plan. And so they don't uh, know what the plan is yet.
1: Of course. Uh, but am terrified they even have a plan.
0: Right, right, and, and so another thing is uh, – so an, an, I think another one – oh, yeah, that's what it is. So now they're like, oh, we need to figure out where the penguin is. So what they do is they're like, oh, well, maybe he could have opened a umbrella shop. And then he's just like, quick, get the records. How where Look up umbrella shops that have been opened in the past three days. <laughs> It, and it the funniest thing, than... there's three. Three <laughs> have been and so cheaper is like, ah, oh. and then and none of them are called the penguin. So oh, it's well, another yeah. dead end. <laughs> he's like Robin's like, wait, three. could he be using an alias? Good thinking, old chum. Read off those names again. And one of them is KG Bird. And he's like, stop, KG Bird, <laughs> of course. That's obvious. Oh, that scene killed me so much where it's just like, oh, there's been three and none of them are by the penguin.
1: (laughs) Must not be him. Yeah, must be other
0: dead end. Other
1: (sighs) other umbrella stores I've opened the last three days.
0: Chief O'Hara and Commissioner Gordon are the unsung heroes of the show. (laughs) They are so funny.
1: They really are.
0: And, uh. Oh man, that's great! So they 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 pay a visit to the K.G. Bird, but they and they're like, "Oh, we we got you, Penguin, with disturbing the peace and all this." And he's like, "Well, I wasn't there. I was I was here and all this stuff." And then they're just, "Ah, like,
3: oh, foils, we right. got nothing yeah. on him."
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's the plot, Penguin. Ah, oh, the dynamic duo. What charge, boy? Wonder illegal umbrellas, assault and battery, disturbing the peace.
0: We've got enough to put you back on ice, Penguin. Oh. Tut-tut Batman,
2: I only make the umbrellas. What they do after they leave here is hardly my affair now,
3: is it? A tricky little creature. He's right. Darn it. Not a thing to hold him on. Yet. Make pardon? Were you saying
0: something? You've outsmarted us this time, Penguin, but don't get too confident. We know you're up to some super crime, and we're going to watch you. Oh, man. And so they leave, but then Penguin launches off this massive umbrella and uh, yeah. before that he, he makes this comment to his his like fiends where he says he's going to let Batman help them with their crime and, and turn him to crime and uh, so this giant umbrella lands and there's a little umbrella on top <laughs> so of course Batman's got to climb up to get it so he hooks the top of it with the bat rope and then climbs up.
1: He climbs side. up the the 90 degree angle like to do with all the buildings.
0: Oh man, that that kills me too. That's very <laughs> funny. And so they take the umbrella back but they can't figure anything out. Um but what they end up so they examine every piece. And so what they're going to do is they're going to try and plant a bug in the umbrella store, but he goes in as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And uh while well, the penguin's not looking, he plants the bug, which actually is a bug. It is a spider. Which is yeah. great. And but when he puts it down, it immediately sets off the anti-bug alarm that is yes. just in the room, which is wonderful. And so they capture tech technology. It is. We don't even have stuff like that really now. No. And uh they you know, he captures Bruce Wayne and then he's like, Who is this guy? Oh, we don't know, so there must be friends with Superman. And uh because they clearly don't know who the billionaire philanthropist Bruce I, Wayne that, that is. That always
1: gets me. I'm like, how do they not know who Bruce Wayne is in Gotham? And, and
0: he assumes that he's a rival umbrella maker <laughs> yeah. trying to steal his secrets.
1: Yeah, of all things, yeah.
0: <laughs> and so they put him on a conveyor belt to go get roasted in the furnace. And that's that's the end of the, the big uh, end of the episode, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so before we go into the second part now, we got to talk about Burtis Meredith, who's just one of the all-time greats. Yeah. Burtis Meredith, um, obviously played a ton of roles, most famous for stuff like the Twilight Zone or for, uh, 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 what is it? Did he do of Mice and Men?
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah,
0: and, uh, then of course the Rocky movies. Yeah. But, uh. He, he and uh, Cesar Romero are the two most frequent guest villains as the Penguin and the Joker in the whole show. They're actually tied for most appearances, and I don't know what it is because it's not written down here for some reason. Mm. Um, And it's funny. He actually – he'd given up smoking for years before he was cast, and so the the uh, kind of the, the weird squawk in his voice came from the way the cigarette smoke kind of affected his lungs and throat, which is pretty sure. funny. And also the walk – the waddle that he does was also improvised, and it was mo- it was mostly due to the fat suit that he had to wear. It was oh, okay. hard to kind of walk in it, so he kind of improvised his penguin walk. Um, I I think this is also the first time this is the look of the penguin. I-, I don't remember what the penguin looked like before, but I don't remember if it was exactly like like this. Yeah, I, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, which is pretty, which is pretty awesome. Uh, this episode is also based on a comic book it's based on partners in plunder for it's a uh, number one batman 169 from february of 1965 and uh the only difference though is penguin steals the jeweled meteorite which was mentioned in the episode um, okay. instead of kidnapping don robbins which we'll talk about in a second right and uh this is also alluded to when Penguin announces that he and Batman will become partners in plunder. So they oh, say. Oh, okay, a, yeah,
1: yeah, because I kind of hold on that.
0: Yeah, they say the title next. That's actually the name of uh of that as well, as as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And so then the next episode, uh, Batman gets out. I love I love that scene. So Bruce Wayne is going to his death in the furnace, and you know he's he's gonna he's gonna die because he's been knocked out. But the the fire helps wake him up. And he, he pulls from his pocket, I guess it's like a cigarette lighter. Yeah, it's a lighter. That has butane gas in it. And I love how, <laughs> I love how the villains always know exactly what, I, I know. what they're going to use before <laughs> they use it, which is so funny. It's filled with a lifetime
3: supply of butane gas compressed inside. If he managed to toss that into the furnace...
0: And so it like explodes and it takes out the fire and he's able to, to escape. And, um, and then what they don't know is that that umbrella was bugged, which they don't use beforehand to find out the secret identity of Batman. They just turned it on now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so they're trying to figure out what the scheme is. And they, they talk about that. Oh, he might be stealing this meteorite. But then they're like, no, no, it's actually he's going to kidnap Don Robbins, who's in a penthouse apartment and all these other ridiculous reasons. And so Penguin's <laughs> like, oh, that's a great idea. And he has the guy write down the the the, the way to do the plan, <laughs> but adds like some of his own details, which is pretty great. So they yeah. go to her penthouse, but well, Penguin's ready and they got these giant umbrella zip lines, zip lines and yeah. come down and. Have a giant magnet, and they stick Robin and Bam into the wall, <laughs> and they're able to able to capture. So not not a great not a great look for our uh, Cape Crusaders here.
1: I know. Like, I don't get why they couldn't have taken off their belts when the the magnet activated. It was too
0: strong. It was too strong, Ian. That's fair why. enough. Um. Anyway, they end up making this. They they they're, they're going to give into the ransom. And right. they have this plan, though, where they're going to hide in the suit of armor at Wayne Manor, which is what ah, yeah, happened, which is funny.
1: Which, which like, imagine if he showed up as, like, oh, aren't you the guy from the umbrella shop? Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, that would be funny. And uh, so then when Penguin comes to drop off the girl, he knocks out the two in the, arm, armor. the suits of armor because he, he heard about it. Yeah. And then. Also knocks out Alfred when he comes in and and lays the the girl right with Alfred, and then Aunt Harriet comes in <laughs> and sees them laying there, which is pretty funny.
1: Um, which is also kind of like another uh, thing they kind of did a nod to in Batman Forever is when they knock out Alfred when they come to the door.
0: Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That is yeah. true. And uh, but then when Penguin and the guys get back to the uh, their their umbrella, umbrella factory shop. to escape yeah. with the money, there's Batman and Robin waiting because they knew that it was bugged. Uh, and because, were dummies. because right, and so there were dummies in there.
3: Wrong, Penguin. You'll all fly together up the river, you birds of a filthy feather. I put you to sleep with the armor. I saw it—a trap. Dummies in that armor. We were here all the time. All right, boys, our
0: umbrella. And then they they fight them off, knock them out, and then Penguin is Penguin is captured, which is pretty Back pretty crazy. Batman, yeah. Batman, and Robin win. <laughs> which is uh, which is, which is pretty pretty great, and the next then, uh, time they use a magnet is of course in the movie. The, oh the wow! Sixty six yeah. Batman movie. They use a magnet with that buoy. Yeah. So. And uh, yeah, at
1: the end of the episode, like uh, yeah, Batman has, a, or they mention that uh, the movie star has a little has a little crush on Batman too.
0: Yeah, they do, which is pretty funny. Yeah. You now she's she's, oh, cause she can't be with Batman, which is which is always great. It's always oh. always pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it really doesn't make sense why Penguin doesn't use his own bugged umbrella to track down the Batcave or listen. Yeah,
1: to he would. Like yeah, he would have heard that. <laughs> They're like instead of going as Batman, I'll go goes Bruce Wayne. Like, oh, <laughs> right. well, there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, and then this is we mentioned it earlier, but this is also uh, Gordon, actually explains the purpose of the Bat costume. Claiming yeah. that it strikes fear into criminals' hearts, which is a reference to the line spoken in uh, the Batman and how he came to be, which was which came out in 1939, comic Detective Comics 33. Yeah. So soon after the actual comic had started. So, um, yeah, that's uh, the first two episodes of Batman, the TV show, and uh, obviously many, many more to come. A lot. Yeah. As we uh, continue through that. Now, uh interesting thing here, I was actually able to talk with my uncle. Now, my uncle and my dad were the two that really turned me on to this show when I was a kid, mostly the movie. And uh, I used to watch, I used to go over to my grandma's house, who she actually had cable and had TV land. <laughs> and me and my dad oh, and uncle yeah. would watch episodes of the show um, over there, which is pretty great. Now, my uncle is a little older than my dad. He was actually a little kid when these first aired live. I, oh, wow. I, I don't remember. He was like five, maybe, when they first aired. So he remembers watching them during the, their initial run, and he's probably the biggest fan of this show that I know. He wow. absolutely loves loves the show, and his favorite is Burgess Meredith as the Penguin. He used to imitate him all the time uh, when I was a kid, which is always pretty funny. So I was actually able to talk with him, and get some of his thoughts on just kind of the show starting and some of the things that he liked about about these episodes and just on the show. So go ahead and uh, take a listen to that. All right, I'm here with my Uncle John. Um, he's making a guest appearance here on the Uncaped Crusaders Review, and I figured it was more than appropriate because growing up it was all about the 66 Adam West Batman show and I learned all about that from my dad and uh, and you and so I figured I'd give you a chance to come on and kinda of talk talk about the show cuz you were there from the start and also about these first couple episodes uh, with the with the uh, Riddler and the Penguins so I guess to start off you you watch the show in its first run right I was there
3: when this show began, and just a bit of background. I am some very fond memories of coming back as I'm watching Hey, Diddle, Diddle. Now, just for your listeners to understand something, I was such an ardent Batman fan that my mom, your grandma Barb, would I would actually take a towel out of the linen closet <clears throat> and, of course, tie it around my neck. Mm-hmm. And run through the house, the yard, the street, whatever, so that the towel would flip back like a cape. And oh yeah, I would. Uh, I would be Batman now. So I was such a fan that I I dreamed of having a mask like Batman, <laughs> not Robin, but like Batman. So
0: yeah, of course.
3: That's how ardent of a fan I was when I was a boy. And so anyway, that's. That's kind of my fond memories of just watching Batman. Of course, oh yeah, uh, the all all this was was something that was of nostalgia, and and uh, a, a little boy was just absolutely enthralled by Batman, the Batmobile, the tune. No, 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 no. I mean, that was just <laughs> constantly being played, or hummed or sung uh, as we were going around and buddies would uh you know we would fight each other like we're fighting off the joker penguin riddler etc and boy we were just batman really made an impression on the kids of the 60s
0: i mean i was the same way growing up i'm sure you remember i i always was wearing some costume some superhero and uh so i yeah i totally get that I remember I had I had a I had a Robin costume that I used to like all the time because you know you're a little kid and for me I always liked Robin because he was a closer to the age of the of the all little right. kid which is the whole point of the character in the first place. So I always I always liked to uh, to do that as well. So do you remember the show like before it started? Do you remember hearing about it or seeing a trailer for or knowing a, or seeing a preview for it or knowing about no.
3: it? No. No, that that would have been... No, I, I just remember when it came on. I don't remember any of the pre-trailers or anything like that or advertisements for, for it. No, it only ran three seasons, as you well know, but they had that thing running reruns the oh, yeah. minute it... Oh, yeah, that thing was hot. Uh, <laughs> it was... Of course, it was probably uh, more of a success as reruns and syndicated yeah. as... Uh, as it was when it originally aired. And um, now I'm seeing the scene in Wayne Manor as I'm talking to you, I'm watching Hey Diddle Diddle in the fireplace and Wayne Manor and Alfred in his butler outfit. And, <laughs> you know, Dick, Dick is in his uh, blue, blue V-neck sweater. By the way, I've always had a penchant for V-neck sweaters because Bruce, uh, Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson always wore V-neck sweaters. And for some reason <laughs> that caught on to me. So when Grandma Barb took a shop and I, I didn't care what it was, just V-neck T-shirts, V-neck sweaters. So <laughs> that that had an influence on me too. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Now, so this was the first episode of the show. So do you remember sitting down and watching this episode like watching the first episode of the show i can't and-
3: i can't say that i remember watching the first episode okay do you know when now, you started that was 1966 so i would have been five years old okay I, I can't i can't say that i remember but sure as fire i remember watching these reruns if we happened to be at a friend's house and batman was on oh we were glued <laughs> to the tv and it was something that it would end <laughs> so yeah, it was it was just quite a quite
0: a show that riveted in our minds. And I also um so now obviously the show the big thing with the show is it was made as a comedy show. I mean it is a comedy show, but it's yeah. played the comedy comes from it being so square and so cliche and so straightforward, but in the most ridiculous of circumstances. And so because of that, though, it was able to be taken seriously by kids for kids to enjoy it. So do you remember, the like, what was your opinion of watching the show? Like, it probably wasn't even funny to you as a kid. It was just a serious Batman show.
3: It was as serious as a heart attack, let me tell you. As a kid, when uh, we didn't understand the riddles from the Riddler, you know, what does a bell and an orange have in common They both must be peeled <laughs> i mean <laughs> come on we didn't understand that we didn't care i mean we just uh we just took this as serious as a heart attack the money that bruce wayne poured into that batmobile in the bat cave thought oh
0: wow isn't that amazing
3: <laughs> oh we took it all seriously and now of course uh we, we see see it in a different light but
0: now do you remember being ever scared Whenever they were in danger at the end of the uh, first episodes? Yes. Uh, <laughs> the
3: episode with um, – uh, I, I, well, is it – I haven't gotten to this part, but I think it is Hey Dill Dill with when uh, Bruce – no, no, I'm sorry. It's the next one with the penguin. Right. They tie him up on the conveyor belt, and he's going through the uh, – He's on the conveyor belt, and he's going to be conveyed into the uh, chamber of fire, the dump, right. so to speak. Yeah. And he grabs his lighter and tosses, oh, man, was that <laughs> ever scary to me. I thought, this is it. This is the end. There is no way. And his they showed his shoes smoking. Yep. saw <laughs> so that just, yeah, oh, about two weeks ago when I was watching it that show saw a shoe smoking i thought oh man Ow. oh that's fire <laughs> and uh as a matter of fact i think i tried putting a lighter to your dad's shoes when he was a kid just <laughs> to see if they would smoke just to see because i was so but anyway don't tell anyone that but
0: right 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 um
3: no i was oh and then uh we'll go ahead i i uh, anyway, yeah. Oh, I took it for serious. Oh, you got now, that
0: right. Now I remember, cause um, I remember we used to. Dad used to take us over to Grandma Barb's house, who lived just down the just down the road, and you didn't live too far either. And we used to to meet over there, cause she had cable, and had TV Land, and we could watch right. reruns of the show on there. But uh, so now, kind of specifically with with these couple of episodes. Now, you know that you said you kind of watched them fairly recently, and and obviously you're familiar with with all this stuff. So to me, these are the two best villains in the whole show. I mean, there there's they're full of great ones, but to me, Frank Ocean's Riddler and Burgess Meredith is uh, Meredith's Penguin are the two stars as far as villains go, because these guys just fully embody these roles. And they were able to take characters that weren't really all that huge, even in the comics. I know the Riddler wasn't really that big of a deal before the show. And were able to make them really marquee, A-list Batman villains just because of how well they were portrayed in the show.
3: Well, you know, Frank Gorshin played this to the hilt. Oh, man. I I don't know. He was in a lot of the 50s movies, etc. But uh, he took this as a as uh, you know a a role that he just epitomized in that laugh his actions his body uh contortions how he, <laughs> I mean he really just played this as if he, he was an oscar nominated uh, actor it was amazing mm-hmm. how he did that but uh, he was his, nominated his for an emmy his
0: body. in the show he was nominated for an yeah. emmy emmy yeah for for this yeah. show
3: he he really he really, he really acted this out as uh, good as any actor could ever have have done this. So,
0: yeah, and then I know, what, I know, what an actor he was I know, and your your personal favorite is uh, old uh, old Squawky himself with uh, Burgess <laughs> well, Meredith's penguin over Burgess,
3: there. you know the penguin uh, Burgess Meredith, and then of course he went on to play uh, Mick and. The Rocky series, which I always admired. But oh yep. yeah, uh, you know, he he really just uh he was great also. And of course in the movie my favorite line <laughs> as you pointed out in the the last series, <laughs> by land you may command, but by sea it is me. <laughs> My dear sir, as the poet says, on land you may command; at sea, it is me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh so, boy, I'm never gonna forget you uh, saying that all the time. That was yeah. definitely your your uh, your favorite line, probably was, of the whole of the whole the series with the show and in the in the movie. Man, so okay. Now I know, I know the background of kind of the way you and my dad kind of were raised. Y- you guys didn't really, I don't think, get to w- got to watch a whole lot of a whole lot of stuff. I'm kind of surprised you were allowed to watch this this Batman show growing up.
3: Well, it was entertainment, and so right. um, it wasn't you know barred by any chance. As a matter of fact, Grandma Barb didn't like. Uh, we can get on this on another show maybe, but she didn't like wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, she, right. You know, oh, boy. She was. And then we'd start talking like dusty the de baby. And she just <laughs> thought that was pure poppycock and <laughs> silliness and and so antics that shouldn't be allowed. And anyway, but no, Batman was innocent fun. We, we could watch it when it was a Well, I'll, I'll give your listeners one little tidbit. Your dad, my brother, <laughs> me may very well to this day have a few knots on his head if he ever got in front of the tv while i was watching batman because nothing and i mean nothing was going to interfere with me watching batman oh yeah because if he got if he got in the way he got wrapped on the head and, (laughs) and uh pushed out of the way no no one bothered me while i was watching batman
0: Now, do you have a particular episode of the series that you would say is your favorite, or was it just, it was just the series as a whole, and there's not necessarily one? Uh, uh,
3: The series, uh, the first two seasons were, you know, uh, my favorites, I guess. Um, uh, Maybe when the, well, in the seasons, maybe when the the Joker was uh, just about ready to pull, pull off batman's mask and robins to reveal their identity and then um um someone came down and uh distorted that oh it was alfred that distorted that mm-hmm. um that, that scene anyway that one was was kind of a, a shell shock to me it was just something and then uh so yeah that, that one kind of stood out is are they going to really show batman's tr- it's going to all be over this is going to be ruined. We can't have this. This is terrible. Oh, was my. that the one,
0: was that the one and where so, Alfred yeah, dressed in the bat suit and like stood up yes, on the, on the yes. roof <laughs> on, on the,
3: on the catwalk. So yeah, catwalk, I think it was actually. And yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and so, and, and through ventriloquism or something, or, or the bat computer was able to change his voice to, <laughs> to, uh you know, Adam West's, uh, or, or Bruce Wayne's voice. And it was, uh, yeah. Oh, it was something else. Yeah. And oh, he, man. so anyway, it distorted that. So it was, that was a good scene for me.
0: Yeah. that is, that is, that is pretty awesome. Well, anyway, yeah. I just wanted to to talk to you for a few minutes, get kind of your, your take on the show. Cause I know you're a huge, huge fan and have been ever since the show was first on. And uh, I guess real quick, right before we go, anything that stood uh, really stood out to you with these these couple of episodes? I know I know you mentioned the uh, the the cliffhanger of the fine feathered finks episode with with Bruce Wayne going into the into the fire, but uh, anything fire. else that really really stands out to you with these first two episodes? I know for me, I love just the uh, all the moments with with Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara sitting around being like, "Well, I don't think we can." Take on the Riddler. The only person who can help us is Batman. Like, th- those just always kill me. And uh, then, of course, my probably favorite line of the whole series, maybe, is in this first episode when he goes into the the nightclub. And everyone's yeah, making I a fuss. I just saw that. Yeah. Everyone's making a fuss over him. And the, and the owner comes. He's like, oh, can I give you a table? And he's like, no, I'll uh, stand by the bar. I shouldn't wish to attract attention. That might be my favorite all time Batman line because that okay. is just well, then, perfect.
3: And and then, if you'll remember, he'll actually or, uh, order a fresh squeezed orange juice. I <laughs> yes, mean, he does. T- yeah, and then, uh, uh <laughs> so, and he's dancing away doing the bat dance, and, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're just, you know, that just killed me that he took the pill, so to speak, and, uh, right. Jill Saint John, uh, you know, who I didn't care for as a boy, but then you know, grew up and mm-hmm. saw her to be rather. Anyway, you know, why would she be a part of a sinister plot like that? I mean,
1: you <laughs> right. Know, just,
0: that's just terrible. Oh, so, man. but I love yeah, that. that and that's that's a. And then in the uh, one of my other favorite parts, which I mentioned, is in the uh, the the Penguin episode when he's talking with the warden. And the warden's talking about his progressive strategies <laughs> in the penal yeah. system. And they turn on the video and Robin's just like that's not prison uniform. And he's like, oh, I thought it best to let them wear their own clothes the last the last week so they could better adapt to society. And Batman Adapted just society. goes, sound penology, warden. Very sound. <laughs> oh man. Right. I love that line too. Oh,
3: well, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, in that in that very scene, the his little penguin's uh, sidekick notices the uh, <clears throat> the uh, can the uh, camera right in the uh, in the in the ceiling there, <laughs> and so penguin goes up and smashes it with his umbrella, and uh, so we never do find the the rest of the conversation at the very end, but he gets released, and uh, yeah. Mm. Isn't that, it wasn't that just penal penology. <laughs> oh man. What a, of it's course crazy. we just thought that was all funny back then. So
0: it's oh, great stuff, but, uh, but yeah, so I just want to, bring you know, up.
3: We, we were enamored as a kid, uh, just for your listeners to know uh, as a kid watching this, of course. Now remember, this was one of the first comedy shows to be in color. You you don't remember when all TV before 1966 was black and white. Mm -hmm. And then if you had a color TV, you were, I mean, to tell you, you were uptown. You were upscale. (laughs) (coughs) And they would say on the bottom, in color. Right. Uh, when, when When the program came on. So if you had a color TV, of course, we had just black and white. It, it showed in black and white, but my goodness, in color! Wow, what a progressive show this was!
0: Yeah, and so t- it
3: was it was the sixties, black and white or color TV just came out, so it just brought in technology and all this the, the utility belts, the Bat Cave, top of the line. Man, who ever heard of a Bat Computer or a computer? <laughs> right. It was really just a thing of science fiction, really. Because so, you got to remember, nineteen sixty six. Sixty-seven was just the age of computers, just coming right. into being. When, you know, uh, uh, an entire uh, room, ten by ten, held a held a computer that would do what a not even do what a, a laptop would do today. But, but right. anyway, it was just technology at its best, and just nostalgia, and and uh, we were fascinated by the Batmobile, the Batcave, Wayne Manor. And uh, the speed of the Batmobile, et cetera. So it was all just, you know, the 1960s brought on, and I think that was the the success of the show. is just all those combination of things coming together.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely revolutionary. That is for sure, and it's it lives on even to the, to this day, which is uh, which is great for everyone else that can still continue to enjoy it. Sure. But, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to bring you on, give you a chance to to talk a little bit, get some first-hand experience from someone who was there at the beginning of the show and someone who's as big of a fan of it as you are. So, um, Uncle John, I appreciate you uh, you joining me here. Well, Mark,
3: thank you so much. And, listen, I wish you and your listeners the best, and I uh, hope this is a successful show.
0: All right. Thank you so much. All right, yeah, so that was my, uh, my Uncle John uh, talking about... Just some of the stuff about how he liked the show and grew up watching it and uh all that. So yeah. Uh that that's gonna do it for this episode. Now next week, Ian, we are moving on to Batman the Animated Series.
1: Yes, yeah, my favorite. It's it's funny how we're both doing like our favorite Batman shows like back and forth.
0: Well, I mean Batman the Animated Series is still my favorite. Oh really? Okay. okay. Batman show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Um this the uh, the uh, Adam West one probably second favorite, but oh, I, don't, I
1: wouldn't have thought, but I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's no doubt close.
0: All right, so now for the Batman Animated Series, we're gonna watch four episodes. And I know the first one's on Leather Wings, Christmas with the Jokers, number two. Nothing to fear, and the last laugh. There we go. All right, so That's those are the those are the four that we're gonna watch for next week's episode. Four episodes of Batman Animated Series. And uh yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about with that, too. That'll probably be a longer episode as well, because we're going to have to talk about kind of the beginning of the show, kind well, of like what we um, did with this one.
1: One thing we didn't mention, like, news-wise, the only thing that's really come up is, um, I don't know if you saw, but HBO announced HBO Max, which I guess is going to be like their Disney Plus kind of rival uh, yeah. streaming service, and apparently they're going to start uh, doing DC related shows and the first one they announced is a Green Lantern show.
0: Yeah, I did see that. They're also gonna uh, revive Doom Patrol as well, I saw.
1: Which is uh, weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I did see that. So that's, that's interesting. I mean, there was some other new stuff, I just didn't didn't talk about it because I knew we had yeah. a lot, a lot to get to with this episode. Yeah, nothing, nothing big either though. Like the Mandalorian really... trailer, which is awesome, and I'm excited uh, for. Yeah. And... but we, we've, already, yeah, we've already talked about that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that, but that's gonna be next week. Watching the first four episodes of Batman the Animated Series, and uh, yeah, that's that's really all I got. So that'll do it for this episode. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at MarkyMarkBrand
1: you follow me at ian barkberg
0: yeah so go ahead and do that um i give you all the up everyone all the updates with the shows coming out and also just thoughts on on batman and and super news and all that stuff as well um and yeah so that'll that'll do it for this episode of uncaped crusaders review again i'm mark i'm ian have a great week